0: And here comes Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, 40th career win at Homestead Miami Speedway. What you about, boys? You know I'm right. a championship for everything right there. Have a good day. Welcome back. It's the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. And we wanted to come out of Homestead Miami Speedway still hot. That was our goal. And we accomplished that goal, picking yet another winner. That's all we do on this show, pick winners. I'm sure that's why you're tuning in. But we had a great day in Miami. So. Big episode now to follow that one up. It's a big one. And just to give you a quick agenda, we're going to recap Miami pretty quickly. Then we will take a look at some track stats for Talladega because that's where we're going next. Then we'll get to some money line picks to win the race. We got some prop bets, big time prop bets section for Talladega. And then we'll end it with a Phil's Fired Up about a new type of free gambling app that's out there that I just became aware of over the past few days. So we're going to fill one of those free gambling apps out live on the podcast, just as we go. And we'll see how that ends up for us. So we'll talk about that at the end. So a lot to get to. Big episode. We love it. So let's recap Miami. And like I said, we had the winner. We picked Danny Hamlin. We were all over him. Plus 1,000. Hit that one out of the park. He dominated that race. And as someone who bet on him and just love to see it every stage he took all three stages the first second and the win so you gotta love that if you have the money on him but overall it was a decent race as a fan I mean it was a little chaotic with the weather we knew the weather was going to play a factor I thought it was going to play a factor in the actual racing because it was going to be scheduled for a midday summer day in south florida but the rain got involved and it ended up making it a night race which made it more comfortable i'm assuming for the drivers since that's what they've been used to at that racetrack so um you gotta give them credit being able to get that race in and it's just another reason why you need lights at a racetrack because if that got delayed till the next day it probably would have played out a lot differently than it did so uh, props to all the guys for making it happen and As a fan, as a gambler, everything went well. So we look at that Jeff Gluck poll each week, and 68% of people said it was a good race, relatively high for this season. So not bad at all. Viewership was up. So all in all, good day when you're picking the winners. We also hit on a Tyler Reddick bet, that group bet that we talked about. He was just awesome last week. And he's got all the NASCAR media. He's pretty much the new darling. I mean, everybody's talking about him, so we hit that bet. The head-to-head bets, though we got a little work to do with those. We went one and three. That William Byron bit me again. I mean, I think him and uh, Alex Bowman were just like a couple slots off from each other, finishing spots. So, you know, head-to-heads we're going to work on this week, and, and we're going to get better at it. I have some good ones lined up for this episode at Talladega, so we're going to improve upon that. So, all in all, coming out of Miami, mile and a halfs. We talk about how sometimes they can be boring. I would say overall, very good race, and uh, we'll move on now to Talladega. So we're heading into a, a part of the schedule that has some monster racetracks all jumbled up together. And we're starting with obviously Talladega 2.66 mile racetrack. It's the biggest one on the circuit. Then we're following that up with two races in the one weekend at Pocono, which is two and a half miles. And then following that up for the July weekend with Indianapolis, another two and a half miles. So big time racing. That's why it's a big time episode. And uh, Dega, I mean, this is a a racetrack where if you've got any family or friends that are sort of, you know, on the fringe, uh, probably don't really like NASCAR that much, but they would give it a look. This is the one to to have them watch because the super speedways are just always so entertaining and and nonstop action, especially towards the end. You're going to want to make sure you have any of those people in your life in front of the TV at the end of that race coming up on Sunday because. The endings of these races are always super interesting. So it really makes it fun for the, the people that really don't get into it. And if you're a fringe gambler, ooh, baby, this is a tough one to, to bet on. It's, it's going to be a tough, tough episode to really predict who we like, but we'll definitely dive into it and take a, a college try here. The numbers at a racetrack like this, the super speedway numbers, everything is all different whether we're talking average finish or driver's rating, or maybe it's just the odds for the drivers, everything is just different at a super speedway, especially Talladega. So we'll get into those numbers as well, but just an overall heads up. I mean, the, the favorite right now is going off at plus 850. So that's all you really need to know. I mean, in other racetracks, we've seen, you know, plus 350 for the favorite. So Talladega, super speedways in general, it just tells you that it's so much harder to predict the winner. This is where you can get some random dude popping up. I mean, I think Justin Haley was somebody who won Daytona last summer. So anything can happen. Any Joe Schmo has a chance to win. So as a gambler, we need to be thinking a little bit outside the box. And we'll talk about a couple of guys who are fitting that bill when we talk about odds to win. To me, it really comes down to the fact that there really is no favorite to win at a racetrack like this. So that's really What we're going to be getting into but we've got some guys that we're pinpointing before we do that though as always we have to talk about the track stats and as always track stats are sponsored by sean boy analytics company do you have a lot of stuff going on this summer maybe you're overwhelmed at work and you need some data driven analysis you can't figure out how to do it you got to give sean boy a call he's the man with the numbers plan He'll take care of everything for you. Let him know what the situation is. He'll pop it into a spreadsheet or whatever output you want. Sean Boy is the man for the numbers. So if you have that situation, give Sean Boy a call. Sean Boy, he's our boy. 101 races at Daldiga. A lot of races. That's a good sample size. The thing about it, though, is, I mean, we're really just calling these numbers out a little bit more just for fun because it's so tough to really zero in on a data piece that is going to help us make a decision on something uh, when we're talking about who to pick. But the winner has come from the poll 13 times. Last time it happened was 2017 with Ricky Stenhouse. Coming from the top five, the winner has started there 55 times. And starting in the top 10, 72 times. So even though this is a wild racetrack, the big one is going to happen. You're going to hear them talk about that a million times, even though that's the case. And it's really high speeds and everything like that. Those numbers really stack up pretty similar to the regular racetracks. We hit, you know, mile and a half or the the short tracks as well. Winter has started outside of the top 20 only eight times, which is a little bit surprising to me. I would have thought that it would have certainly been a little bit more than that based on the, the way this race usually unfolds, but still something to consider. So Those are the the track stats. Now, they are continuing with the no qualifying, no practice, which I've been a fan of. But the starting positions with these track stats, I mean, it really comes down to the standings. That's how they're doing it. If you're in the top 12, then it's a random draw to see who will be starting where in the top 12. And beyond that, you know, if you're not in the top 12, it's a lot tougher. You have no shot of starting inside the the top 10 or, or up front. But at a track like this, I mean, I, I think most people would say that it really doesn't matter as much, and, and that makes it even more fun. So let's talk about some money line picks to win the race. We're going to try to do the impossible. We're going to try to pick a winner at a super speedway. We did it once already. We took the Daytona 500 winner. We So let's let's do it again. And my The first guy I want to talk about, Joey Logano. He was originally going off as the favorite at plus 800. His odds have dropped down to plus 900, which is better for you as the gambler if you like this pick. And he's someone who just has really good stats here. So in his last 10 races, three wins in last 10 races, six top fives and six top tens. Out of all active drivers, he has the most points earned possible. Out of everybody in the last 10 races here so that's telling you that he's just somebody who's getting the job done compared to the rest of the field when we're looking at driver rating we said how those numbers and average finish numbers are going to be a little bit lower because of the way this track and the races unfold his driver rating is 90.6 but that's good enough for second out of everybody that's racing this weekend so something to consider there i like those numbers His average finish is something that i also like to pinpoint on because when you're looking at his average finish all time in all of his races here it's 16.2 but if you just zero in on his last 10 races here it jumps up to 11.7 so when we're talking about the ranks among all of the drivers all time his average stands eighth overall but in his last 10 he jumps up to third out of everybody racing this weekend so all Good numbers. Second in driver rating, third in average finish. I mean, it's good stuff. He won this race in the spring two years ago. So I love that. I mean, he's somebody who's been to victory lane. He knows where it is. He's not going to get lost on the way to victory lane when he does pull it off. And here's a stat for you. I like to try to dig into these stats. And here's something that I found when I was doing a little bit of uh, investigating. So after he, we're just talking about Talladega now. All right. After finishing, outside of the top 10 at Talladega, he follows it up with the top five finish. And that includes a win a few years back. And where did he finish last time? 11th in the fall last year. So that's telling you if the pattern's going to continue, he's going to be at least in the top five, all right? And who knows? Maybe he could pull something like that off. So the reason I like Logano, I mean, obviously those stats speak for themselves, and it's one of the reasons why the, the oddsmakers had him as the favorite early on. But he's great value here for someone with those stats. Now, since COVID you know, came about and the season has been restarted, he doesn't have a win. But he's been in the mix every single week, it seems like. I mean, that 22 is always up there. So, And he had a chance to, to really pull something off in Bristol, but it didn't really work out. So he's there. His team is there. The car is going to be good enough. It's just you know whether or not the, the chips are going to fall his way on Sunday. So to take Joey Logano at plus 900, that's, that's pretty good value. So lock me in at that number, plus 900. So now we talked about how this is a race that anybody can win. So I guess I'm picking four guys here, total two of them we've heard of before. They make sense. But I'm taking a couple guys who we've never talked about to win a race on this podcast this year. And here's one of them. It's Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., He is the Super Speedway guy, all right? He's going off right now at plus 2,000. I have no idea how that's possible because it seems like every time we come to Talladega or Daytona, everybody's really talking about Ricky Stenhouse. I mean, because he's won here in the past and he really performs his best at these monster racetracks. So let's take a look at his numbers in his last 10 races. He has one win, like we talked about, from the pole in 2017, Four top fives and six top tens and one pole. So, I mean, this is just his game. You know what I mean? He, I believe, goes into each season and circles those races as his opportunity to make the playoffs. A.J. Allmendinger, when he was in the the circuit, when he was in the series, I believe that they just simply put all the eggs in the, the road course basket for him and if he won a road course, he was into the playoffs, locked himself in. And he did that a couple times. I believe that that's what Ricky Stanhouse does with these super speedways. He sits there at the schedule, start of the year and says, all right, I've got three opportunities to make the playoffs because I know that I'm probably not that good enough to be able to make the playoffs on, you know, one of these normal racetracks. So it's the big guys. It's the Daytona 500. It's the spring race in Talladega. And then it's the second Daytona race this year it's going to be the last race before the playoffs start which makes it even more interesting so this is something that that team has had on their schedule he performed well at daytona he he got the pole at the daytona 500 he didn't have a good finish there but i think it's because he's just super aggressive and he knows that these are the races that he's got to do well at so he races everyone just Balls to the walls and people kind of get annoyed with them. But in this case, you know, I mean, that's this is really his, his livelihood. This is what he's best at is the super speedways. So looking more into his numbers, his average finish, if we're talking like all time out of everybody's all time average finish here, he's first overall with 11.6. But if we just focus on his last 10 races, his ranking drops to fourth, 12.5, but still not very far off. Um, Now, he hasn't been around all that long, but still, I mean, last 10 races, his average finish 12.5, damn good. We called out the fact that he had that win in 2017, but since then, there's been four races and he's finished in the top 10 three of those four times. So really good numbers. It's what we want to see. When we look at something like drive rating, that's the stat that takes into consideration more than just your finish, but everything overall about a race and his driver rating is 84.4. That's good enough for eighth on the, the list out of all drivers. And I really think that's because it goes back to his aggressiveness. I mean, he just gets in the way. He rubs everybody the wrong way. He takes it too hard. He's going to be the guy that's, you know, going four wide on the 10th lap of the race. I mean, everyone's saying like, whoa, Ricky, just settle it down. But he doesn't give a shit at racetracks like this because he knows that he's the guy. He's really the tone setter in these types of races. He gets up front and he sets the tone for everybody else. So he's led laps in six of the last seven races here at Talladega, and he led 32 of them in the fall last year. So I don't know what else I can say to you to make you think that Ricky Stenhouse Jr., at plus 2,000 is a decent bet. I mean, they're throwing all of their eggs into this basket for that 47 team. I mean, that's what they're doing. This is their chance to snag a spot in the playoffs. They're they're really fighting in the standings. And so this is a good value bet. Great value bet. I wouldn't even call it like a super value pick just because of the fact that I think when the green flag drops on Sunday – he no longer will be at this number. I would have to suspect that it's going to drop down to around plus 1,400 maybe. But for now, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this right when it's released, you might be able to still snag him at that number. I, I love him at plus 2,000. So lock me in the 47 car for a win this week. We haven't said that before. So I like it. it sounds good. So the next guy we're going to talk about, Chase Elliott. I said that we're going to call out a few guys that you know we have mentioned in the past. He's now going off at plus 850. So he originally opened at plus 900. He dropped down a little bit, and he is now the favorite in the field to win the race. He only has eight starts here with one win, three top fives and four top tens and two poles. Something to be said here, his dad, Bill Elliott, actually holds the track record for most poles with 10 of them. And Chase in his young career already has two. So something about this family... They just know how to to snag a pole at this racetrack. Obviously, that opportunity won't be here this weekend with qualifying being canceled. But in any case, he won this race last year in the spring. He followed that back up by putting the car on the pole in the fall and finishing eighth. So in his last four races here, he has three top 10 finishes. I mean, that's so good when you consider how hard it is to have good finishes avoiding the big ones getting out of you know getting pretty lucky honestly a lot of the cases he's someone who has been able to figure it out he's first in driver rating out of all active drivers 94.1 is his driver rating in eight races here his average finish is 13.2 so all time that's good enough for second on the charts in his last 10 races that's good enough for six all we're trying to say here is that chase is the man. There's a good reason why he's going off as the favorite. His numbers can't lie. And on top of all that, right, we're talking about track history. Chase is clearly having the best run of his career so far. I mean, in the last six races, he has five top 10 finishes, and four of those are top fives. And Bristol was the outlier there, the one that wasn't part of that group. And we know what happened at Bristol. I mean, he was up front at the end. So strong value here, plus 8.50 for a guy who is just racing his ass off. He is someone who can get around super speedways, proven that he can win this race, very much like Joey Logano. I mean, it just seems like he's the guy to, to take here. So plus 8.50, the nine car Lock me in for chase. So now we'll round out our last pick for the money line to win the race, and it's going to be somebody else that I have not mentioned before this season, and it's going to be Eric Almarola, plus 2,000 is what he's going off at. So you're hearing that name, and you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, it's full tank Phil. I mean, he, he's lost his mind, but I have. Real stats to back up that claim. So in his last 10 races, one win, four top fives, and seven top tens out of everyone in the field going on Sunday. He has the most top 10 finishes in the last 10 races. That's phenomenal. When we turn our attention to average finish in the last 10 races, his average finish is 9.6. That's head and shoulders better than anybody else. First in that category. So he's better lately because when we look at his whole career here, his average finish is 15.3. But like I said, in his last 10 races, it skyrockets to 9.6. So since going to the 10 car also, I mean, I'm just keep ripping off stats as to why this is a good pick. Since he's gone to the 10 car, his average finish has gone up as well to 5.7. So it's only been like four races or so, I believe but they're all really good. And one of those was a win. So clearly coming over to the 10 car was even more helpful for him because he clearly likes this racetrack. That team clearly has been performing well here. And as his career has unfolded, he's got seven straight top 10 finishes here at Talladega. So gotta love that. The numbers are there, surprisingly there. I never would have thought that. He's led laps in both of the races at Talladega last year, including 27 laps led in the springtime. So those are great numbers at Talladega. And then we want to call out the fact that he had a top five finish last weekend in Miami. So all of that past success at Talladega combined with the fact that he's got a little bit of momentum for that team coming off of the, the top five in Homestead Miami. All of those reasons are good enough for me to put a bet in at plus 2,000. Now, I consulted with the, the resident Amarola fan. My buddy Nick reached out to him and said, hey, what do you think about him this week? He gave us the thumbs up. As I'm texting with Nick, literally, it's a sign. My daughter's watching Sesame Street. They do the number of the day with the count. And what's the number of the day? Number 10. And I texted Nick and I said, this is a sign. We got to put something in on Eric this week. Then on top of everything, I mean, what's the one song you think of when you think of Talladega? Eric Church, Talladega. And even though Almarola spells his name super weird, it's still Eric and Eric, so mark it down. I mean, I'm always looking for like weird signs. You know, if I almost get like hit and killed by a Penske truck that week, I usually throw some money down on the Penske guys uh, because no one in in real life has the ability to drive those trucks. So I take that as a sign. Sometimes it works out. I'm taking both of those things as a sign. Mark me down. The 10 car, the number of the day, plus 2,000. Eric Almarola. Lock it in. And so now just to recap, the overall Moneyline picks to win the race have Almirola, like we said, Chase Elliott, plus 850, Ricky Stenthouse Jr., plus 2000, and Joey Logano, plus 900. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing boys! This next part of the podcast, I typically just really call it the top 10 section, but this week with Talladega, it's just the, the so many bets available we're calling it the prop section i got a lot of stuff going on and we've got a sponsor for the prop section this week and it's summit smoked meats if you're looking for some nice tasty chicken maybe some steak or brisket or sometimes a lot of these places we're talking ribs they overload the ribs with too much sauce because they're covering up the fact that it's not cooked right nope not this place summit smoked meats they have everything you need. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. So give him a look. They're on the other side of Sakser Avenue. Tell them Phil sent you. Summit Smoked Meats. Props this week. We'll start with some top 10s because, you know, that's typical. And I got a couple guys here that are calling my name. So when I saw these odds come out for Kurt Busch, I was a little surprised. He's going off at plus 105 to finish in the top 10. And that was a little shocking to me. I thought he'd be, you know, minus minus maybe 100, maybe 200, because of his stats here. It's a little bit of a value pick, I would say, at that number. I would suspect that it might go down, so you might want to jump on it. But looking at Kurt's numbers, his driver rating is third out of everyone starting on Sunday. So that makes you really think, okay, Kurt's good here. Now, he has never won at this racetrack, so that's probably why he's getting some, some tough love from the books. But six top tens in his last 10 races, and in the last 10 races out of everybody running, he's got the second best average finish. So that number would be 10.5 in the last 10 races. That's his average finish. Great numbers. At a racetrack like this, I mean, it's phenomenal. So to finish in the top 10, plus 105 just seems like a really good number to take. So good numbers overall. Then I threw that stat out there earlier with Joey Logano. I have something similar with Kurt Busch in top 10s. Going back to 2015, he always follows a non-top 10 finish with a top 10. And he finished well outside the top 10 in the fall race here at Talladega. So another pattern that we like to point to. I love it. Plus 105 is a really good number here for someone like Kurt Busch. He clearly likes this racetrack. He's chasing that elusive win. We don't know how many years left he's got in the tank. He's got to get that win, so give him Kurt Busch, plus 105. Then another guy we don't really talk about that much, but at super speedways, kind of like what we were saying about Ricky Stenhouse, I usually think of this guy when we get into these little prop bet scenarios, and and I'm going to take a risk and bet Ty Dillon to finish in the top 10. Plus 350 is the number there. That, to me, seems pretty reasonable. I mean, really good numbers there just to have a guy finish in the top 10. So he's the type of guy, when you watch his super speedway races, he's just there. He's always in position. You know, maybe he's like 6th or 8th, you know, starting restarting on the third row. And, you know, you see the, the draft go along and the different trains that run inside, outside train. Doesn't matter. That thirteen car is usually there, and if he can survive the wrecks, which he has a knack for doing, he'll be there. So he finished tenth in the fall last time we were here, and that was his only top ten finish. So there's a reason why you know the number is plus three fifty. That makes sense. But looking at his numbers career at Talladega, so we mentioned the tenth place last time, seventeenth, fifteenth, fifteenth, eleventh, and thirteenth, hovering just hovering around that top 10 slot. So I would think that that's really good value. His average finish out of all drivers is 7th on the ranking chart with 13.5 as his average finish. So good numbers. I'm liking Ty Dillon. He's another one. I mean, he's been at that 13 team for a long time. They clearly have, you know, a, a liking for him. And smaller, you know, Jermaine Racing, a smaller team, they're really just happy with going out and doing well at these types of tracks. So I would say a little bit of pressure there, plus the fact that it's the Geico 500 and he drives the Geico car. Sponsors are going to be there. So, you know, I think he's someone, when we talk about a random dude to win the race, he could get it done. There's nothing that says that he couldn't. But in this case, we're just talking about the top 10. Ty, that's all we need you to do. So mark me down for plus 350, Ty Dillon. Now, a couple other prop bets that I want to look at. I started taking a look at a head-to-head matchup that I really liked, that I saw was out there, and it was Jimmy Johnson versus Tyler Reddick, because I thought that was interesting. You have the one of the greatest racers of all time going off even odds, uh, Against Tyler Reddick, a rookie who we mentioned earlier. I mean, everybody's just obsessed with. He's racing really well, especially coming out of Miami. So I got to looking at that and then I was like, well, wait a second. There's a prop bet, a group bet, where it's Tyler Reddick, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, and Ryan Newman. And rather than taking Tyler Reddick minus 115 just to beat Jimmy Johnson, you could get him at plus 235 to beat the three of them. So I started looking into it. Now, we can immediately rule out Eric Jones and Ryan Newman for that matter. I mean, Eric Jones has the fourth worst average finish out of everybody starting on Sunday. So combine that with the fact that he's driving Toyota, which we're gonna to get to in a second, throw him out the way. Then we're talking about Ryan Newman. Now, Newman has the the you know best odds in the the group. If you're a gambler, I mean he's going off at like plus three fifty to to win this group matchup. So that got me thinking maybe it's worth it. But I started digging into his season a little bit. I mean, we know about the crash at Daytona. And the first thought that I had was, well, he was about to win that race on a super speedway. You know, why why couldn't he do the same here? But he really just hasn't been performing. And, and it's no I, I can't blame him for it. I mean, coming back from that horrific crash and those injuries, it's a huge deal for him to be back. He just hasn't been getting the finishes. So Combine that with the fact that maybe he's a little hesitant at a super speedway. You don't know. So I'm going to throw him out of the way as well. And then it's just Tyler Reddick versus Jimmy Johnson. And Johnson has not been performing well here lately. Reddick, no stats in the cup, but he won this race in Xfinity. They only do Talladega once a year in Xfinity. And and he won that race and then finished a, a top 10 the year before that when he was in Xfinity. So... I just love the momentum that the 8 car has right now. It really is jumping out to me. I feel like he can use this racetrack as not only a chance to beat these three, but another chance to win. Again, anybody has the opportunity. If they're in the right spot, they can avoid the wrecks. So I think Tyler Reddick can get the job done and beat these three guys to win this prop bet. Mark me down for the 8 car in this one final prop bet that I have is the manufacturer's bet. Now, this is one that is usually around every single race, but this one really stands out to me. So typically, if I make this bet, what I like to do is there's only three manufacturers, Ford, Toyota, and Chevy. And what I like to do, if I place any money down on it, is take the one right in the middle. Call me Goldilocks on this one, okay? I stay away from the favorite, I tend to avoid the long shot, take the one right in the middle. and that's typically how I play it. Now, this one stood out to me because Ford has absolutely dominated Talladega. I had no idea that this was really a stat. I mean, I guess when you watch the race during the broadcast, I'm sure they'll say something of it, but Ford has won Talladega nine of the last 10 times that was pretty shocking to hear that. And the one win was the outlier was Chevy. And that was the spring race last year where Elliott won. So they were on quite a tear up until that point. So you sprinkle in some Chevy wins here and there, but more crazy to me than the Ford dominance recently is the Toyotas not showing up whatsoever. So the last time a Toyota car won was in 2014, and that was the spring race with Denny Hamlin winning that race, all right? But before that, you have to go all the way back to Tony Stewart winning in 2008, driving for Joe Gibbs number 20, the Subway Home Depot car, okay? Think about that. Just think how long ago that was. So that's Denny Hamlin in 2014, but then before that, all the way back to Tony Stewart. Wild, wild stuff. So, clearly, Toyota is the absolute underdog here, and they are in this bet. So, going back to what I was saying about the way I like to play this, clearly Ford's the the heavy favorite. Toyota's the big-time underdog. I'm Goldilocks here. I'm going to go with Chevy. I called out a couple Chevy drivers, Elliott and Stenhouse, early in the podcast, who I like to possibly win this race. So, I think Chevy, if you're going to place a bet down on this prop, that would be the safer pick. Not safe as in like a sure thing, but best bang for your buck because it's right in the middle. They are going off right now at plus 175 compared to plus 150 and plus 225 for Toyota. So crazy stats. I mean, I'm sure you'll see more about that in the broadcast, but that prop bet, I mean, it just jumped out to me. had to do something about it, so... Just to recap some of the props that I like here coming up Talladega this week. I love Kurt Busch, plus 105 in the top 10. Ty Dillon, plus 350 in the top 10. I like Tyler Reddick over Johnson, Jones, and Newman in that group bet. And like we just talked about, I'm going to take Chevy in the manufacturer's bet. uh, One right in the middle. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so next up, we have most people's favorite part of the podcast. It's where we're going to be breaking down some head-to-head matchups that are out there. But first, this section, as always, is sponsored by c and custom clothing for any event. This is an upstart small business. They put out some quality stuff. doesn't matter whether you want one t-shirt or a bunch of t-shirts, maybe for a company to give out some swag to your employees or... Maybe you personally just want a little 4th of July shirt to throw on this year. It doesn't matter. You can find them on Instagram at CND underscore T's. That, again, is the letters CND underscore T's. Go and get yourself a shirt. So this week in the head-to-head section, we're talking about some matchups that we've never talked about before. So you guys know how I love the the back-of-the-pack action right? Some guys that may not be up at the front, but you throw some money down on these head-to-head matchups and it just makes it just all the more fun to follow. Because as the ticker's going along, yeah, the cameras are following the guys up front, but as the ticker's going around, you are just on the edge of your seat. Keeps it interesting. So these matchups this week, for the most part, we do have one complete monster matchup, but uh, we've got some different ones out there too. So the thing about these are, it's just so hard to, to predict this. If you're putting in a parlay out of whether it's these matchups or your own combination, Talladega just makes it so hard to hit these types of things. So we're going to give it our best shot. And we're going to start with Austin Dillon taking on Matt DiBenedetto. Now, the one thing I'll, I'll call out, every single matchup in the sports book that they have out there right now is going off even minus 115 apiece for all of them. Because it's just so hard to predict that one guy is going to be that much better than the other in the draft at a super speedway like this. So all of them are even odds, minus 115. But we're talking about the three-car versus Matty D and that 21 machine. So let's take a look at the the stats between the two of them. We're going to see who we like as we talk this one out. So all-time, Austin Dillon has 13 starts here. He has one top five. Three top tens, a poll. He finished sixth here last fall. He really has some better stats when it comes to comparing it to DiBettadetto. His average finish, 19.6. His driver rating, I know we talked a little bit about how the driver ratings are going to seem a little bit lower. His driver rating is 72.7. Not great, but also not dismal either. Now, compare those stats to DiBettadetto. He only has 10 starts, but pretty similar sample size. No top tens at all. I mean, he's listed as one of the worst drivers here as average finish is concerned, which is 28. That's his average finish. His driver rating, 55.3. So that is tough to swallow. If you're a Matty D fan and you're trying to put some money down on this matchup, it's really hard to make a case there. His best finish at Talladega is 18th. Yikes. Not great. Last year... I remember he was driving and he was really doing well to the point where he was in the lead towards the end of that race. And he had a monster wreck where he went like flipping over a few cars. I think he hit like Clint Boyer's car. Um, so he was up there, but he's just not getting the finishes that he would want at this racetrack. Now, when you compare those stats, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. Dylan has always been in a three car, which is a, a sought-after vehicle if you're an upstart driver. I mean, you could call that good equipment. Benedetto, not so much. I mean, he's been really scrapping and clawing for every ride that he possibly has. I mean, last year was his best ride, which was the 95. Now he's in the 21. I mean, decent ride. Wood Brothers, it, it's, it's historic. You could call that a decent ride. I still think Dylan has the better equipment, but, you know, it is what it is. The record... Head-to-head in 10 races between these two, Austin Dillon wins 7-3. to three. So, out of the 10 times they have been here, Dillon has a better finish seven times. That's pretty staggering. And when we're talking about just the last three races here, Dillon has the 3-0 lead there. This season, head-to-head, Dillon has a 7-5 to five lead. So, it's really just Dillon, according to the stats, has the, the potential. I mean, we know that he can get it done at a super speedway. He's won the Daytona 500. He's won the Daytona July race. He doesn't mind it. He's a little bit like his brother. It's got to be in the blood. So I'm going to go with Austin Dillon here. These two are fighting for similar positions in the standings. So I know that the drivers and the teams really aren't, you know, looking at these betting matchups, but you'd have to imagine that, you know, The drivers and the teams, the crew chiefs, the owners, they're looking at the standings and the people that are around them. And if you're in the three camp, you got to be seeing an opportunity here to really jump up and and take some spots away. So they're they're a few points back of the 21, and I think they're seeing this as a vulnerability on uh, Matty D's side. So we're going to go with Dylan over to Benedetto. Mark it down. All right, next matchup. This is an interesting one. We're talking Matt Kenseth versus Bubba Wallace. So very, very different ends of the spectrum here. Matt Kenseth, been here 36 times. Bubba Wallace, four. All right. And to make it even more difficult, they've never been on the racetrack at Talladega together because Kenseth had retired when uh, Wallace took over. So very uh, strange. We can't really do the comparison head to head. But let's take a look at Kenseth's numbers here. He has one win, six top fives, and 10 top tens lifetime. That's 36 races. His average finish, 18.7. So not a great average finish. His driver rating is pretty damn good, though. It's 86.9. That's good enough for sixth on the books out of all the drivers here competing. So pretty decent numbers. Wallace, on the other hand. Four races, no top 10s. His best finish was 16th. Driver rating, 55.7. Yikes. Again, we're in a situation where we're looking at these numbers, comparing against each other, and it's you know pretty clear that Kenseth probably has the advantage here at Talladega. But they're both really not great. And I'm now going to apply some like real-world knowledge to this because while those numbers look good in Kenseth's favor... If you look a little bit deeper, he's got six straight finishes outside the top 10. Eight of the last nine races here he's finished outside the top 10. So it's not like he's blowing any doors off recently. I think a lot of his success came earlier in his career. They're both not great. But you hear Matt Kenseth versus Bob Wallace, and you think, well, Kenseth clearly has, you know, the advantage. I mean, he's just a better driver. But this season, the season series, it's four and four. They both have outdone each other four times. So that's making me think, oh, wow, maybe Bubba, you know, has a a candle to to hold here to Kenseth. Kenseth letting me down. I mean, I I took him as a super value pick last week in Miami. I mean, I really thought he was going to show up and prove something. He's letting me down. So this is where the real world stuff comes into the, the betting, the momentum that's going on right now in the season. Bubba Wallace has it. Matt Kenseth does not. Bubba, ever since that Bristol race has really been racing very well. I mean, three out of the last four races since Bristol, where he finished top 10, he's got three top 13 finishes. Now, I mean, that's a random stat to cling to, but he's really doing well. I mean, he's got a 10th place, he's got an 11th place, a 13th place. Really solid for that race team. Kenseth does not have that recently. So we're going to take Bubba. In this matchup, like we said, they're both going off even, and I think there's a reason for it. I think, you know, the recent momentum has a playing a factor here. So give me Bubba, the 43 team here at Talladega over Kenseth. The next matchup, I don't think we would have ever predicted we'd be talking about these two guys in a head-to-head matchup in a million years. I could have never bet on that, but here we are talking about Brendan Gong and Ryan Priest. Gong is a a radio host, I believe. I think he's on NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. I'm pretty sure he does one of the like talk shows at some point. So he's racing his second race of the year. His first race was Daytona. So he is really just around for super speedways. He, He comes back during these big races. I was looking at his career numbers, and for the past few years now, he rides that 62 car in just Daytona and Talladega. So, four races a year, just those two tracks, two races apiece. So, Brennan gone, driving the 62, taking on Ryan Priest. It's a strange one to try to, you know, look at and and dissect the matchup, but we're going to try to do it here. Brennan gone, we'll start with him. He finished seventh at Daytona this year. I mean, those are the only numbers that we really have from him. Now, looking at just his stats at Talladega, he's got nine starts in his career, one top five. Two top tens. He finished eighth here last spring. His average finish isn't great, 18.2, and his drive rating isn't that great either. 56.5. But, you know, in nine starts, top five, two top tens, eighth place finish last year. I mean, that that's solid numbers. It makes you want to say, yeah, maybe I could throw something on there. Now let's look at the other side. Ryan Priest, two starts career. He was a rookie last year. But a lot of these numbers, right? When you're when you're searching trying to go through the database and say, all right, well, who has the best average finish? They eliminate anybody who hasn't had at least three starts. Well, if you don't eliminate those people who haven't had at least three starts, Ryan Preece actually is the number one average finish because in the the two starts he had last year, he had a third and an 18th. So his average finish is 10.5. That's good enough for first. He had a third place finish last spring. So in that race where Brennan Gong... Had a good run, finished eighth. Priest beat him, third place. So that was his first start at Talladega, and he, he ripped off a really good one. So that's great for Ryan Priest. Now, seems like he does well at super speedways also, because when you really dig in, I mean, I don't have much stats on Ryan Priest, so I went real deep into the loop data and was trying to find his career. You can see... What tracks he had the fastest lap at, and how many times he had the fastest lap during that race. And when you look at that stat, I know it's a deep, deep reference, but the super speedways are where you see that happening more for Ryan Priest. And he's got more quality passes at the super speedways, so it tells me that maybe he's a little Brendan gone in the making. I mean, maybe he'll be here. You know, years from now, driving the '62, just the super speedways. But in any case, at Talladega, Ryan Priest has the two and zero advantage over Gong, um, even though Brennan Gong has a one and zero advantage over Priest this year. So it is a true toss up. But who am I going to go with? I- I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. the The reason is because he's in it every week, and Brennan Gong isn't. I mean, he he's coming in, and this is just kind of for fun. At this point, driving that 62 car. I know he's got sponsors and he's he's doing it because he loves it. But um, I'm sure there's some pressure on him. But I still got to go with the guy who's in it, breathing it every single week. He's at the racetrack putting together runs no matter what the racetrack is. So give me Ryan Priest just based on the fact that he's got the repetition. And, and if there is any momentum, <laughs> Ryan Priest probably has it. So mark me down for the 37 car and Ryan Preece. Now, the last matchup, I promised a a monster and we sure have it. It's Kevin Harvick versus Kyle Busch. We couldn't go a whole head-to-head section and not call out the big guns. Both of these guys are not guys that you typically think of in super speedway races. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe you do, but I don't. For one, I think of Kyle Busch getting hurt at Daytona way back when. And, um, don't think of him really being a a superstar. A lot of crashes, a lot of wrecks, a lot of complaining out of him, but they have a lot of starts here between the two of them. So Kevin Harvick, 38 career starts, one win, seven top fives, 15 top tens. And looking at his numbers a little bit closer, three top tens in his last 10 starts. So he hasn't had a top 10 since the 2018 spring race. So He's got numbers. It's typical Kevin Harvick. That's what you see. He's he's going to put up some stats. But recently, not as great. You know, average finish, 16.1. His driver rating is good enough to rank 11th on the charts, and it's 80.9. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he's Kevin Harvick. He's going to get the job done every now and then. It's just not one of his best tracks. Now we look at Kyle Busch, 29 starts here in his career. He's got a win also. Six top fives, eight top tens one top 10 in his last five races here. So it's it's eerily similar to Kevin Harvick. I'm sure that's probably why they have these guys matched up against each other on an even number, minus 115. It's because career-wise, yeah, they've had some success, but recently they both haven't. His average finish is 20.3. Driver rating is 82.2, which is good enough for 10th on the charts, right above Harvick. So, I mean, they're, they're dead on with each other. And to take that to another level, head-to-head, the last 10 races at Talladega, they're both 5-5 five and five against each other. Harvick has the 7-5 advantage this year over Bush. In this matchup, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. He finished fourth at Daytona. Kyle had engine trouble. He's driving a Toyota. We documented how Toyotas just aren't really that good. Harvick, on the other hand, he's got that Ford backing. He's uh, driving for the right manufacturer. So I'm going to go with the four-car, driving the Ford, Kevin Harvick over Kyle Busch this week at Talladega. So just to recap the picks for head-to-head, we're going Austin Dillon over Matt DiBettitetto, Bubba Wallace over Matt Kenseth, Ryan Priest over Brendan Gaughan, and Kevin Harvick over Kyle (laughs) Busch. So for this week's Phil's Fired Up section, I am fired up because there's a new app out there that I'm excited to use, and it kind of came out of nowhere to me. So on the broadcast, Mike Joy, the best announcer in the game, in my opinion, he's the announcer for all the Fox races, he threw something out there that there were a couple fans that were really close to winning, I believe it was $90,000, they were going to split this pot. And I remember thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Then afterwards, someone tweeted at him and asked him about that. And he responded on Twitter and said that the fans did not hit the 90K and that it would be rolling over to Talladega $100,000 at this week's race. And he said, play Fox Bet. It's free to play. So I was looking into this a little bit because Fox Bet is a sports book. I mean, that's that's not a, an app. And the NASCAR Finish Line app is something that we've talked about on this podcast before and and clearly that's not what he was referring to. So after a little bit of digging, I found out that there's an app out there called Fox Bet Super 6. And so this is pretty much Fox's answer to the NBC Predictor app and the NASCAR Finish Line app. This is Fox's version of it. And apparently what happened was, so the name of the game here is they're going to give you six drivers to choose where they're going to finish. And they give you a window. So it seems really hard to do. But what happened to these poor bastards at Miami was they had everything. Both of them had the the drivers selected perfectly. But on the last lap, Bubba Wallace made a pass and Jimmy Johnson got passed to change the outcome of the scoring. And that cost them the money, which is just devastating. It just goes to show you how hard this is to do. So I figured we'll pull it up. And we'll give it a look and I'll try to fill one out. I'm sure we won't come anywhere near uh, hitting the money, but give it a look live right now on the podcast. So I'm not sure if it's the same drivers every single time, but the first guy that I pull up, and by the way, it's free to play. Like Mike Joyce said, I didn't have to pay any money for this. Um, the first driver is Denny Hamlin. And so it says pick finish position. And it has windows here, either one or two, three or four, it looks like they go in two spot increments. And then as they get further along, it opens up into three spot increments and four spot increments. So Denny Hamlin, yeah, I'm going to say he's not really going to do that well. I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll tell him 14 to 16. Why the hell not? Okay. We'll go with that. Then it's Kyle Bush. I'll say deep in the pack for Kyle. I'm, I'm going to predict that he's going to be 30th to 34th. I think he'll wreck out. Kevin Harvick. Ooh, the guy, those two we just talked about. I'll say Harvick's going to finish 9th to 10th. How about that? Jimmy Johnson. We didn't really talk about him that much. I said that Reddick would beat him. So I'm going to say maybe 20 to 22nd for him. Martin Truex. Somebody else we didn't really talk about. Truex, he's one of those guys, I mean, he's he's not great at this track, but he's not horrible either. So I'll say 14 to 16. Nah, maybe, yeah, 14 to 16 sounds good. Then the last guy, sorry. No, it looks like we have uh, a couple more. Bubba Wallace. So he was one of the guys that cost those those fans uh, a chance at 90K. I'll say Bubba's going to finish 11 to 13th. I think he's going to be right there. Oh, and he is the last driver. So those were the six guys, and that's all you really have to do. So I'll hit submit and just like that i'm entered for a chance to win 100 grand so clearly that is an extremely hard app to win i mean i don't think it's any easier or harder than the other prediction apps that are free to play but again it goes back to my overall point i mean i don't see why you wouldn't do this each week you're telling me you don't have 30 seconds i think that took 30 seconds to a minute to fill out and you know you get lucky one of these times like playing the lottery with a little bit more of a chance to win so um not bad i was shocked that i didn't know about it and i'm happy that mike joy was talking about it so yeah the fox bet super six app give it a look and fill it out and maybe you'll get lucky and if you hit and you just found out about it today give us a shout out you know when you're when you have your press conference to collect your money all right well that's going to do it for another episode of full tank with phil it's the talladega edition we're putting in our picks we're crossing our fingers and we're hoping that we hit so go out and Make sure you get a friend watching this one because it's going to be a dandy. We got some good picks, feeling really confident about it. So, hopefully, we can cash in and get ready for the rest of this summer stretch. Remember, drive fast and take chances. And we'll see you next time. Please, you go. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> hell no place to go. <laughs> hell no place to go. <laughs>